you other kids all across the land. There's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. I don't know if this is such a good idea, but it looks like they will proceed until apprehended. Shaletta and her son have hit a rough patch in their relationship. He wants to be more independent, and she won't let go. How will they resolve their daily struggle to navigate the treacherous teen years? By talking it out every week on the Mommy and Me podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mommy and Me podcast, a very difficult time in our country right now uh, for grownups and for the children. It's even harder. Um, My son, Andrew Brendan, and I had uh, what we call the talk in black communities this week. It's the conversation that mothers and fathers have to have with their African-American sons about how to handle police interactions, about how to keep themselves safe, about how to make sure that they are okay. Um, if they encounter law enforcement. And it's not an easy conversation to have. It's very difficult um, for the parent as well as the child. And so uh, my son is here to talk about that experience. Hey, son. Hey, Mom. Um, we had the talk. And uh, why don't you go ahead and tell folks what that was exactly? It was about how even though we are all people and we are all human because we are African-American, we look different. Some people are going to treat us differently as if we are not equal and we are lesser. And how did that make you feel? It made me feel kind of angry and disappointed. Why? Because I felt after everything people have done, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Harriet Tubman, so many great others, Abraham Lincoln, we still have the problem of racism and people being treated unfairly because of the, the way they look, the way they talk, the way they, the things they believe in. And it's not right. But it feels you, like we should have handled this problem a long time ago, yet it's still here. And the reason that we haven't handled it is because people have turned away from it. They don't want to admit that it's a problem, and then they want to ignore that it exists. And so that's part of why we have to um, work so hard now to continue the fight, to continue to educate people, to be on the front lines. Um, but I've got to make sure that you are okay. i got to make sure you know how to handle uh, the police if you are ever uh if you ever encounter a bad one, if you ever encounter one of those officers who wants to do you harm or who's looking for a young black man to hurt or to beat up or to arrest or to kill, because as we saw um, in the death of George Floyd, they were looking for somebody to hurt. So tell the folks what you learned after we had the talk, son. I learned that even though I may get good grades and stay out of trouble most of the time, people are still going to see me as the enemy. They might see, I might look like a regular person, but certain people will see me as an enemy or a threat, and they will say they feel afraid of me in order to get, have, a good, have any reason to do harm to me. And it's not right. And, and, and mommy told you it wasn't right. But when you encounter police, what should you do? What did I tell you to do? Do exactly what they tell me to do. No questions asked. That's going to be hard, isn't it? 
if yeah. you are out and somebody throws you on the ground and say that you just robbed a bank and all you're doing is walking home from the store, are you going to be able to do that? That's my fear, son, that everything that I taught you, you are going to get into a fit of rage or anger and you're going to forget what you know. I will not forget what I know. I can promise you that. Will you do it? Yes. Okay, because, son, that's going to save your life. That's going to keep you alive. I know. As much as I believe in Jesus, I don't want to meet him today. No, 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 no. Because this is the thing. There's more to do. And we went out to George Floyd's memorial, the spot where he was murdered. Uh, We saw people leaving flowers and teddy bears, and we saw a big portrait of him. How did you feel going out there? I just felt frustrated because if officers had just treated him like he was a normal person and maybe looked at the cameras or asked him a couple questions, then we wouldn't even have to be having this talk right now. He would still be alive. There wouldn't be a bunch of people around the entire U.S., maybe even around the entire world, protesting, breaking into stores, killing people. People are getting shot and killed because of this. How do you feel about the future? Um, You've got a lot of living left to do. You're only 13. You'll be 14 next month. Do you feel hopeful at all? Do you find any hope in anything, son? I'm not finding very much hope right now. First, we had the coronavirus, and that was bad enough by itself. And now we have another unarmed black man being killed for the reason that he is only black. You know, I wish I could give you some hope as your mom. I wish I could say things are going to get better and it's going to change. But, son, I can't promise you that. And and mama don't ever want to lie to you. I can't sit up here and say it's going to get better and we're going to march and we're going to protest and we're going to vote this president out of office and that president out of office. Son, this was happening with every president. It's, it's not President Trump, Trump's fault. He's not helping the situation, but he didn't cause this. This has been going on in this country for Years since our grandfathers got off slave ships. Your 99-year-old grandmother tells me the story of how on her walk home from school, uh, there would be black men hanging from trees, um, lynched, and she would pass by and just hope it wasn't her father or her uncle or her older brothers um, because you never knew that day who the police were going to hang up and kill just because it was a day to hang a black man on a tree to be killed. And so we, we haven't come very far because they're still killing black men in broad daylight for no reason. And she's 99. You know, mm-hmm. all the marching, all the protesting, all the voting, all the politicians, all the promises, all the broken and empty promises. And now we're still here in the same spot that your 99 year old grandmother was in when she was a little girl walking home from school with dead bodies hanging from trees. These kids in South Minneapolis were walking home with a dead body on the ground. And it was just like a modern day lynching. The only thing that was missing was the tree and the rope. So I say, son, that I want you to take that anger and turn it into action, turn it into activism. Use your creativity. You came right home and you started on a George Floyd memorial poster. I want you to finish that. I want you to be an example for your siblings and your classmates, um, how we can channel that anger into energy and do something positive with it. Look at Nick Cannon and Jamie Foxx and Stephen Jackson and Romeo Miller, young black men who are speaking out against police brutality and violence. They're using their celebrity to raise awareness and say that this is wrong. Uh, Use those men as your examples, okay? Yes, I love you. Love you 
love you too. You guys have been listening to the Mommy and Me podcast. Continue to talk to your children and let's use them as an opportunity to change the world. Have a great day. It don't get more real than these two. Shaletta and her son Andrew lay it all on the line to heal not only their relationship, but help other parents and their teens strengthen their bonds too. Check back next week for a new episode of the Mommy and Me podcast. To hear previous episodes, log on to ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. So to you all the kids all across the land, there's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. <laughs>